In this movie, you continue working on the plaza, adjusting more materials and adding a few trees. Continue working on your file from the last movie, or open the file named museumplaza.max. As you did before, you take a look at some materials transferred from Revit, and adjust them if and when they need it. Start by taking a look at the grass areas. There are four of them, surrounded by concrete walls. Open the Material Editor and sample one of these areas. Adjust the Material Nodes for a better look and make sure the top node is selected. Set the Material to show in the viewport as you have learned to do. Zoom in a bit and take a look at the texture in the viewport. It looks fine, it doesn't need any adjustments. Do the same with the concrete walls. When you set that material to show in the viewport, it doesn't look too good. The tiling scale is too small. Before you change it though, you need to double check which objects in the scene have this material applied. It's not working for those low walls, but it may be adequate elsewhere in the scene. Right click the material and choose Select, Select by Material. A dialog appears highlighting all objects affected by this material. In this case, there's only one. Click Select and verify that only the low walls are selected by moving them around. Make sure you cancel or undo the Move command. To adjust the tiling, you need to adjust the bitmap scale. Double-click the bitmap node to edit its properties. The scale of the image is repeating almost every two feet in both directions. Increase these values until you are happier with the results. Values between 6 and 12 feet should work nicely to minimize the tiling pattern. You may need a refresh of the viewport, a simple pan should work well. In fact, the very same material you have just adjusted should also work quite well for objects such as the plaza steps and the ramps. Those objects already have materials assigned, but this new one should look good as well. Go ahead and use the newly edited material to override the material on the plaza steps. Simply drag the materials out socket and drop it on any of the plaza steps. The results are conclusive. Sometimes though, projection parameters or rather mapping coordinates can get corrupted. Try applying the same material to the smaller nearby ramps. You'll notice some unexpected distortion and pixel streaking. You can adjust that by selecting the offending object and apply a UVW map modifier that resets mapping coordinates. Planar mode, projection from top, works in this case, but typically you want to set it to box for side projections as well. You also want to use it in real-world map size mode to emulate Revit operations. This is also the default in 3ds Max design. Before you attempt applying the same material to the landings between the two ramps, consider that landing first. Select it and try to move it, and notice that it is part of the same object that also includes the top two floor slabs. This may have been done on purpose in Revit, or it may have been an oversight. At any rate, you can still use the same material you used earlier, or you can opt for a different one. You can also opt to separate the landing from the floor slabs, which is probably the safer option. That's the workflow you'll adopt. With the concrete object selected, go to the Modify panel and access Element Mode. 
Select the landing between the two ramps and then click the Detach button in the Modify panel. Give the new object a name such as Ramp Landing and then click OK. Exit Subobject Mode when done. Select the detached object and notice it is not part of the original hierarchy anymore. To make it part of the hierarchy again, you can use the Link tool. In 3ds Max 2015, you can also use the Scene Explorer. Simply drag the new ramp landing object and drop it on the 05 Museum Final.fbx node. Now you can safely apply the concrete material to it without affecting the floor slabs. To finalize the plaza, you'll plant a couple of trees on top of the grass areas. Trees and shrubs work differently in 3ds Max than they do in Revit. In Revit, they rely on the RPC plugin that creates what is sometimes known as cardboard trees. This means it uses simple planar geometry with the image of plants or trees applied to them. It's a very effective way to scatter a lot of foliage without adding too much polygon count. Although you can use similar commercial plugins in 3ds Max, the native approach is to use 3D trees. They look quite good from all angles, but they do tend to add to the total number of poly count, so keep that in mind. To add a tree to the scene, use the Create AEC Extended panel. Click Foliage a library of trees and plants appear. Browse all the way down and select the oak tree. We'll use this one in this example, but feel free to experiment with other options. Keep in mind that some trees are heavier than others in terms of poly count. Enable Auto Grid so that you can snap to a surface and click to plant a tree on the grass area in front of the building. At this time it's quite huge. You can decrease the height in the Modify panel Make it about 30 feet high. Right-click and check its properties. Right now, this tree has in excess of 23,000 polygons. Exit the dialog and set the level of detail to medium and try again. This time, the poly count is under 8,000. You can also disable other options like flowers, fruit, and even leaves perhaps when rendering a winter scene. Let's leave the leaves enabled for this example. Render the scene to view the results. This may take a few minutes depending on the performance of your system. It looks good, but the color of the leaves looks more in line with the rendering in the fall. You need to adjust the tree material to make the leaves greener. Open the material editor and sample the tree. A new material appears. Move it to the side to take a look at it. The leaves are defined in sub-material number 4, which is in fact named accordingly. It already has an opacity map that defines the shape of the leaves, but you still need to change the color. Double-click the material node and change the diffuse color to a green shade that you like. Ultimately, you can use a mix of colors using a variety of maps like noise and smoke, but we won't do that here. You'll test render in a moment, but first let's add a couple more trees to the scene. In fact, you can copy an existing tree and edit it. To prevent two trees from being identical, you can change the seed of a tree. 
This is done by specifying a seed number or randomly generating one using the new button. It's still based on the same tree type, but the shape and form of the trunk, branches, and leaves are different. You can introduce further variations by changing the height. Add two more trees and change their appearance before doing a test render. You'll notice that a tree that is not selected turns into canopy mode to make viewport interaction a bit easier to work with. Experiment a bit more with your scene and save your file when you're done. In the next movie, you adjust the building's materials.